Snap. We have a sponsor. I want to be clear. This is a cool sponsor, and you should, you really should just go check them out. Like, legit. BustedTees.com. They have a huge selection of geeky hats, t-shirts, stickers, and socks. Themes from Star Wars and Star Trek to Harry Potter, Pac-Man, Back to the Future, other video game references, just all kinds of geeky, cool culture. You're definitely going to find something there that speaks to your inner geek. Here's the deal. At checkout, you're going to see a spot to enter a code. Type in my name, that's Jason, followed by the number 25945. That's Jason25945. Get a pretty sweet discount. There's a link over on the website or head over to bustedtees.com and enter Jason25945 at checkout. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. Does now, it? it's literally just the song by Billy Squire, and I was going to make it so that anytime anybody had a stroke mouth episode, King hit the himself. button and it cuts to Billy Squire stroking himself. <laughs> yeah. oh God. Just jerking it. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Oh, help, help, help. So come on and listen to our mixtape. Raise the roof and move your feet. Come along and laugh with our mixtape. Ha 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 so come on and listen to our mixtape Sing along and clap to the beat Settle in and listen to our mixtape And now the music finishes Enjoy your pork chop sandwiches Hi, welcome to the hey. mixtape <laughs> Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, how are you guys? Hey, I'm Jason Emmett I'm, good. I'm Casey Masterpiece And I'm Twisted Kid Matt he said, do you hear him? Like, we've been talking for a little while, and when the show kicks off, it's all like, um, Casey, Masterpiece. It's like, where did, where did that yeah. come from? Oh, you Welcome doing? to the Mixtape Podcast. Of course, what you guys don't know at Homeland ASMR. is here. here's here's how it is, is we're recording leading up to the show. So anyways, what are you, what are you guys up to? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's neat, right? Hey, guys, welcome to the Mixtape Podcast. I'm Jason. That's <laughs> like totally true, though. <laughs> It's not wrong. It's not wrong at all. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> but I get excited when we get to talk to the people at home. It's fun. Radio voice. It's normal voice. Radio voice. <laughs> Coming at you live. Coming at you live. Driving down the hey, 405. Piece on the ones and Dude, twos. Well, we should all get our uh, radio announcer voices and uh, like our own versions and do like a full episode where we all talk in our radio. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, this week on the Mixed Day Podcast. Wow. Oh yeah, so we got this, Sunday, Sunday. We got the stacks of wax and the tracks and <laughs> wax and cracks and getting vaxxed. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> sign up now for your free COVID vaccines. Get the monkeypox while you're at it. Where are you going? Oh, yeah, he went off on a weird tangent. Yeah, he said wax was, and oh. cracks and vax, and it was over. Yeah, get, your, get your cracks waxed. Yeah, and your vax. Butt cracks. They should have. I'm surprised that was never a promotion. 
Probably wax, was. Wax your crack <laughs> when you get nice your vax. smooth for the weekend. Oh, God. Go get your butthole waxed and get vaccinated. Here we go. <laughs> Somebody. Okay, okay I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call this out. A friend of mine A friend of mine is a hairstylist, and every time she sees me, she offers to wax my butthole, and I'm not what? going to do that. What? Yeah. I don't know. Hold up. I'm not sure nope. if she's messing Matt, with me Matt, I need you to stop for a minute. Yeah. I there there are details that I feel like I need even though I don't want them. <laughs> the first thing is is how hairy must your ass be that your friend who's a hairdresser not a knows that it's I that think hairy. It's just a service. A no, I think knows it's that it's that, that hairy and B sees yeah. that hair and really wants to work with it. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just to earn extra money. Yeah. I mean <laughs> You have an interesting one. What, what's really funny is a, a mutual friend of ours. She <laughs> locks for love. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Braid it and donate it. Mommy, why does my hair smell? <laughs> funny. Just, Ew, stop. <laughs> this is raining in. We're going somewhere yeah. dark again. Yeah, we're getting dark. We're we're messed up. I like here. you immediately went to it's donated to a child cancer. Well, that's patient. why he was like, "Well, are you going to donate it?" Yeah. <laughs> was like to charity. I'm like, "Oh God!" Did my good deed for the day. Oh God! <laughs> you guys, I swear, I need I need new friends. I really do. <laughs> Hey, uh, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> I'm not else, sure why you do. What sometimes. else am I supposed to say? Hey, at the beginning of the show, you might have heard a little ad for our uh, sponsor, BustedTees.com. Go check them out, man. We got a link over on the website. But honest to God, and being 100 percent serious, um, they're cool as hell. To the degree when I came to the guys and said, "Hey, we have a sponsor," and I told them who Matt's like, "Yeah, they're great." So I thought that was really cool. Um, also, just so everybody knows, I'm not that vain. I didn't pick my name. They did. I really wish I could have picked something different. We were just discussing. I'm like, it needs to be me. Actually, I was like, it would have been really cool if I could have picked something a little easier. I mean, not that Jason is hard to remember, but yeah. So just saying it wasn't vanity. It was, uh, it was just, I didn't know that they were going to pick it when they it picked it. It was one it. of other... Prince's protege. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was uh, <laughs> Carmen Electra. What is a uh, erotica rose? Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back, Matt. Bringing it back. I like it. That was good. Erotica rose. I like it. Well, this week we didn't talk to Prince or one of his protégés. This week we got to talk to uh, Mark Reznicek from the Toadies. Broke out the Ouija board and talked to Prince. <laughs> Better known as Rez. Um, and it was a really cool interview. Like Matt and I got to sit down with him and, and, and BS with him for, you know, about an hour and there's, you know, 40 minutes or so on here, but we didn't really know. We've never really talked to a drummer before and I was kind of excited about it. There's a whole thing that gets brought up because of that, but I was excited to talk to a drummer and I call Matt and I say, you know, it's going to be cool. We're going to be talking to a drummer. We can ask him like what some of his influences and stuff were. Uh, because we don't usually get to ask drummers that. And uh, as a joke, Matt says something, which does get talked about in the interview, but I figured we'd... Yeah. Matt says on the phone with me, yeah, wouldn't it be funny if he just says, like, Animal from the Muppets? And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> and then we're gonna, we'll let you hear what he does say. He doesn't say Animal from the Muppets, but we what he does say. On top of that, Matt brings it up in the interview. The guy created a, a freaking comic book. Um... Buzzkill, they like do. They did a whole comic. Like I didn't even know it, so thank God 
Uh, Matt brought it up because we get to talk about that, which is really cool as well. And he's just a hell of a nice guy. We had a really good, we like really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, yeah. And it, his, it's different. Like his background and how he got started in the music and everything is, is a lot different. And I, I think it was just, it, we get to hear a different story for once and we, I don't know, I enjoyed it. Uh, but Buzzkill, dude, it was him and, um, Actually, he it was a buddy. I think like a buddy of his uh, that is now like a huge writer for Marvel Comics, I believe, which is pretty cool. It's I'm looking awesome. it up now because uh, it looks like Donny Cates, Donny Cates. So, yeah, so Johnny Cates, yeah, <laughs> Johnny Cates. <laughs> it's funny, man, because I was listening to the interview, Matt. And he says Johnny Cates, and for a split second, I thought he said Johnny Cakes too, and I was like, what? That dude knows everyone. Johnny Cakes is a friend of the show. Um, and a crazy dude, and, and, and we love him dearly. In the but best possible the way. best possible yeah. crazy that one could get, yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, coming later, later, the, like next week, uh, will be a Twisted Kid edition um, that we did with uh, Aaron from uh, Horror Hound. And uh, we've talked about it. We've hinted at it. Um, I think we should take this opportunity to tell the folks at home what movie it's going to be. So if they want to watch it, they you you they can, can at their own risk. <laughs> at your own risk. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> yes, he's not wrong. It's at your own risk. We take no responsibility for what you are going to be watching. Uh, we watched a 1987 film called Street Trash. Uh, we'll, yeah, we did. We'll let, uh, we'll we'll give the disclaimer here, and then you can listen to the uh, Twisted Kid when it comes out. If you want to hear our thoughts, just be aware if you've never seen it. And you decide to watch it. Uh, there are there are some scenes. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't of questionable nature. Yes, yeah, this uh, might be not for uh, the faint of heart. Uh, not for the kids. This might, yeah, definitely not for the kids. <laughs> this While Wu Tang may be for the children, street trash is not. <laughs> no. Might not. Uh, might not be. For, uh, might. Uh, you don't want to sit down with your fiance and watch this if she's not prepared yep. for who you might be inside. Uh, <laughs> let's just say, just uh, be weary and know, uh, but it is out there. Uh, it is on YouTube. And if you have, if you're an adult and signed up, you know, registered as such on YouTube, then you can watch the full version. I hope to God they won't let anybody, just anybody watch it. But it's out there yeah. if you want to go watch it and you, you can listen to that episode when it comes out and hear our thoughts on the show. But, Horror Hound Convention is coming up the second weekend of September in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, so head over there and check that out. Uh, you can find a lot of stuff over on our website, your mixtape pod or the mixtape pod dot com. The mixtape pod dot. Oh, my God. I keep fucking. Wow. Just, I can't. Stroke out there, buddy. Yeah. And I, everybody. I give up. Sometimes I just need a minute. <laughs> so I just you can head over to themixtapepod.com and get all sorts of information about the show. You can see upcoming guests. You can link back to all kinds of past guests. Uh, all our social media links are up there. Um, including Twitter, which is mix underscore tape underscore pod, which has been uh, great lately. You can find us on Instagram, the Mixtape Podcast, over on Instagram, uh, which that one seems to be growing. Our uh, Facebook 
yeah. fan page is slowly growing. Uh, that is Tapeworms, Fans of the Mixtape Podcast. And we are on TikTok. You can go over there and watch some of our fun little videos on TikTok. So we are on all of those things. On top of that, hey, Matt. Yeah, we have a phone number. We do. What is it? That number would be <laughs> 513-437-2377 or 513-HERAD77 for all your HERAD needs. HERAD. I don't even know what that means. For all your I don't either. He read needs. Like, well, instead of like he bad. I know. I, I was thinking like he read and the masters of oh. the podcast. Da, 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 I was going for like a Michael Jackson <laughs> sort of thing, but I oh, I like that. Yeah. Who's rad? He, he read. Okay. So there you go. So go check that stuff out. You can always uh, send us an email. About getting that to be, I don't know, a three-letter word and a four-letter word. I don't know, like mixtape. No, cool. it doesn't. It didn't. It doesn't work that way. They assigned a phone number, and I literally put, what can I make out of this? And that was the best I could do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I swear to God, the critics. Uh, podcast at gmail.com is how you would email us, so you can do that as well. And please do, because uh, we have a couple of cool mixtape episodes coming up. I've put some stuff out there on Twitter and gotten a little bit of feedback thus far, but... The next one we're going to be doing, if we uh, can get some uh, audience uh, submissions, that'd be awesome. Uh, we're going to be doing a 90s, or wait, which one are we doing first? Is it the metal or the, the rap? I don't, the 80, we'll just say the 80s rap. 80s rap. 80s rap. Yeah, we'll do 80s rap. What song would you put on an 80s rap compilation to share with other people? There you go. Like this, we're, we want to share with you what we consider to be like 80s rap, like defined. What would you put on a mixtape compilation? If you guys want to send those in, your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. As always, Matt will put together a listener playlist on top of our playlist. And I've already gotten uh, a few of the guys' submissions for that. It's going to be interesting, guys. What I have found is uh, we are not picking the same songs, but a couple of us have picked the same artist and why i think that's so cool is to see which song we pick by that artist has been kind of cool it's like oh interesting that you went there i went here it's been kind of fun so we'll be looking forward to that one but tonight we have uh rez from the toadies uh you guys probably know the toadies uh probably fairly well if you were alive in the 90s they of course had a hit with the song possum kingdom and uh with the song i come from the water we talk a little bit about both of those, uh, but these guys started out in Texas, man, and and uh, they kind of they kind of came in hot and heavy there for a minute. And we've talked about I think uh, Possum Kingdom on this show before. It's the song that sounds like a love song, but is actually about murder, because <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> the two are often related, you know, love and murder, love and murder, murder. should have been, should have been. Uh, but they're a great band, uh, and he kind of talks about like you know. They were around, they kind of hit hard, and then there was a period where they sort of vanished, and there was some reason for that. And then they kind of came back, and uh, they seemed to be doing like better than ever. He really said, you know, he, he kind of, I think when artists go through, like when they are, I think a lot of times when artists are first picked up, they have to kind of deal with what's thrown at them as far as the, what the record labels say and what they make them do. And some of these artists years later, when they kind of get to break off and do their own thing, they end up better off and they can be more yeah. artistic about what they want to do. So it kind of talks about that a little bit on the show. Uh, Rubberneck, though, is a great album, man. If you haven't went and checked it out, uh, you should. 
the album in general. This is a band I really liked back in the 90s. So they are going on tour, and he'll talk a lot about that. And we'll give some links to where you can go and find the tour information. Luckily for us, they're going to be in Cincinnati, and they're going to be in Kansas City. We talk a little bit about the yep. They're going to be in Knuckleheads in Kansas City, so which Matt apparently likes a lot. So yeah. that's cool. Uh, they're going to be a few times. They're going to be at the Madison out here, Kev. So, nice. and they're coming with uh, Reverend Horton Heat. So, Ooh. yeah. So we're probably going to head out and see that in October. So, a little bit of information about where you can go find some of that will be dropped on the show as well. But I think uh, we'll go ahead and kick it off into the interview with Mark, and then we will come back and close this sucker out. So here you go. Here is our interview with Mark Resnicek from the Toadies. Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight Hey, it's Jason and, and Matt here. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Not too bad. We uh, we yep. appreciate you taking a few minutes and talking to us right now. I know, you, uh, from what I hear, you're extremely busy, so I really, really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. Par for the course of gearing up <laughs> for a tour. So. Which is really <laughs> cool to hear. that. So I, I'll ask first, you may not even know, are you guys going to be near Cincinnati anytime? Uh, yeah, um, I think we're... Um, Right across the the river there in uh, Covington. Covington. Is that what it's? Yep, yeah. That's acceptable. That's very close to me. <laughs> I can make that. You, you guys are just across the river from me? Yeah, maybe much. maybe 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes from Covington. I'm not too far at all. That's like da- Dallas and Fort Worth. Yeah, that's way, that's way doable. <laughs> oh, and cool. you're going to be in Kansas City October 4th. Matt's in Kansas City. I'm yep. in Cincinnati. Yep. So. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're two oh, okay. two yeah. parts of two parts. He's probably closer where you are right now than I am currently. So <laughs> it's pretty cool to actually to have you on. I'll be honest, uh, we don't we don't get many drummers on the show, um, so ah, it's actually kind of cool. a cool thing. Yeah, it's never who we get to talk to, so it's kind of it'll be kind of fun to get like a, a slightly different perspective than what we're used to getting. You know, we always get uh, you know we always get frontmen. That's who they always send us, and it's like here's here's the lead singer, here's the lead singer, which we love. Don't misunderstand, but it's really kind of a cool idea to get somebody else's perspective on music and the way that things are done and and how you look at things. So one of the things I'd love to ask you right up front, because we don't get to ask that many drummers, what drew you to music and and like who were some of your early influences that like got you started? Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, Well, probably my, my first influence was my dad. He was a professional musician. Before I was born, uh, like in the in the 30s, 40s, 50s, he played like big band type swing in in bands that like toured around the Midwest and stuff. He was a sax player and clarinet player, and that's actually how he met my mom on the road. And then uh, by the time I came around, he. Um, <laughs> He had a regular job in an office, um, but on the weekends he would play. And so sometimes my brothers and I would 
help him like carry his horns uh, into the venue sure. and, and kind of watch him set up and, and do sound check or whatever. And we only had one car, so we'd essentially drop my dad off and then one of my brothers would drive home with the car so that we had a car home on a Saturday night. <laughs> so, you know, my dad's probably my, my first influence of, you know, there was, I have lots of brothers and sisters. There were seven kids in the wow. family and I'm, I'm, uh, the sixth of seven. Wow. So I had five, <laughs> five older siblings that they were all into music. My mom and dad were into music. So there was always, you know, records music being played and in one of the bedrooms or in the living room or in the basement you know so i grew up just surrounded by music pretty much and the thing i think that made me want to want to be in a band was just uh watching watching stuff on tv like like saturday morning cartoon stuff like the archies you know had sure. jughead as a drummer and the banana splits had Bingo, the gorilla, was the drummer. I didn't know it was a guy in a gorilla suit. I was a little kid. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I thought he was really playing drums. Um, so I, I got to I got to was... pause for a second. Jay, what did I say earlier? So we were we were talking earlier, and I said to Matt, I was like, "It's going to be really cool to talk to a drummer and ask their influences." And he's like, "What if like Animal from the Muppets?" I was like, "That'd be the coolest thing in the world." And you are. <laughs> You are yeah, literally saying close. The, the it's like that I'm is not far off. That is awesome, actually. <laughs> it is fantastic to hear that because, like, growing up as kids ourselves, we I'm not gonna lie, I actually joined band back in uh junior high because of the Muppets. I like my my uh the band instructor was talking, he's like, you know, and then they play the saxophone here, and then somebody's playing the trumpet here, and, and they're like, and that's seen in the Muppets, and I'm like, oh, now I want to totally be in the band, so. It's cool to hear those kind of influences. It really is. Yeah. That's crazy. That's it awesome. Looks fun, right? <laughs> yes, they make it look fun. And God knows, Animal made so everything I, I look guess fun. Probably, yeah. Probably um, one of the biggest influences uh, was like watching the monkeys when I was there a you kid, go. because you know they all lived in the same house yep. and they would have these wild and wacky adventures, and then they'd always end up playing a song. And I was like, man, that. That looks like a pretty good life, you know. <laughs> and um, just from the monkeys and the Beatles and the various cartoon drummers, it always seemed like the drummer was the funny one. Yes. <laughs> so um, I thought, well, why don't I be a drummer? And so, uh, like in, uh, I think it was about fourth grade, my school was starting a, a band, a band department, and. Um, so they came during the day while we we're at school and said, you know, this is what we're going to do. And here's a bunch of instruments. And they had a guy, you know, different people playing them. And they said, if you want to take part, bring your parents back tonight and you can try the different instruments and we'll see which one you have an aptitude for or whatever. So I took my dad and he was, you know, he was pretty excited that I was interested right. in this because course he is going to be encouraging of one of his kids pursuing music so we went and i skipped all the other you know i don't care about the trombone or the saxophone or the trumpet like i just i grabbed his hand and led him straight to the snare drum i said <laughs> this one this is what i want to play 
<laughs> so he was like, okay. And we talked to the guy and, and rented a snare drum on the spot and took it home that night. And so I started taking lessons at the school band and practicing and all that stuff. And <laughs> that's kind of how I learned. Just sort of rolled downhill from there, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's so, like, the way you started is so real. Like, it's it's relatable to so many people. Like, hey, I kind of did that, too. It's what I just said. I also just started the band. I played trumpet, and I played for, like, five years. I couldn't read a piece of sheet music now if you put it in front of me and told me my life depended on it. But that is kind of how I started too. So it's pretty cool. Did you just copy my life? I started playing both snare drum and trumpet, specifically trumpet. <laughs> realized I was bad at it. Went to snare drum, bad at that too. Bad at that too. I'm, I'm just bad at music Tried in guitar, general. Apparently. You're a little bit better, but still. Yeah, try guitar. <laughs> better at working on them. Oh, I'm more man. of a guitar tech these days than I am a guitar player. That's a useful skill to have. Being a guitar tech, oh, yeah. yeah. Guitar it has served yeah. him well. <laughs> it has served him well. He'd be in a world of hurt has. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's I kind of I kind of hear you though. Like I grew up, my my parents, my mom was a teacher. Actually, later in life, she became a, an English teacher. Was always a secretary for with me growing up, and but they were always in in bands. So I, same kind of deal as you. We would oft I would often go out with with them and and help them set up or help them c- carry gear. A lot of times I would stick around. Sometimes I couldn't, depending on where they're where they're playing. And so a lot of my like my love for music. I, I'm not a musician. I wish I was, but I'm, I never could. Uh, never did have the talent of playing music as that well. I tried. I just never really pulled it off. But my love for music, and my appreciation, has always sort of come like that's where I stem from. So parents are. They can be a huge influence, and I'm sure your dad just just like loved that you kind of followed in his footsteps a little. Did did any of your brothers or sisters were any of them musical? Yeah, um, one of my brothers played clarinet for a while, and one of my older sisters played guitar. There you go. My younger sister, my one younger sibling, she. Um, she played in in the band too, the school band, and she was a sax player. So she took even more after my dad, and and she, you know, she was really good and played. There was um, when I was a senior in high school, she was a freshman, so there was only only one year where we were actually in the band at the same time. Yeah, but it was kind of cool, you know. We'd play in the marching band at the football games and concert band and all that stuff. So. You guys had sax, clarinet, guitar, drums. You guys were this close to being like the next Jackson Five. I'm just saying, it could have happened. <laughs> could have started like. A <laughs> I mean, that was kind of my dream. Like, was it? Like, uh, have you have you heard of this band called the Cow Sills? I oh, have. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They were like the the inspiration for the Partridge Family, right? Where they were, it's a bunch of siblings, mostly brothers, but I think a sister and their mom too. And they had some hits, like back in the 60s, early 70s. And there was a special about them on TV one time when I was a little kid. And I remember one of my brothers, after we all sat around and watched it, he said, we should do that, you know, and because my sister could play guitar and stuff. And, so, and I was like, I want to play drums. And this is before I ever, <laughs> you know, joined the school band or anything, just but that always kind of stuck in my head. Like, okay, if I if I do my part, learn to play drums, then I'm expecting the rest of my brothers and sisters <laughs> to learn their instruments so we can have 
<laughs> the Jackson Five, Partridge Family type setup. <laughs> And really, Jackson. the first album I ever bought with my own money was Jackson 5's ABC. Really? So, <laughs> so that was kind of ingrained in me. I wanted my family to be a band. And it never really happened. But <laughs> and you end up with the Toad. How did, how did that come about? How did you end up with, uh, with Toadies? Well, before I had heard of the Toadies, I was in this band uh, called In the Midst. It was in Dallas. I became good friends with the bass player. It was three women and me. And uh, at the same time, the bass player, who was my friend, Tracy, and I both got fired from that band on the same night. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and there. We were a little bit too, too rocking, and they were more kind of easy-listening, acoustic <laughs> type music. But anyway, uh, Tracy went on to... She had tried to talk me into going to see this band, the Toadies, that a lot of times when we were playing shows, uh, they'd be playing down the street at a different club. And I'm like, what the hell kind of name is that? <laughs> Toadies? So I like, I was resistant. They were looking to hire another person. And so she got the gig. And so since my friend was in the band, I started to go see him, stalk him really, because this first time I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, these these guys are the real deal. Yeah. Like, my favorite band at the time was the Pixies. Yeah. And they were sort of the Dallas Fort Worth version of the Pixies at the time. All right, yeah. And so, eventually, they got rid of their drummer, and they were having tryouts for other drummers. And my friend Tracy got me a tryout, and she said, they tried out, like, 20 other people or something like that. She was like, yeah, they pretty much settled on this other guy that they know, but, you know, at least you can say, you know, I got to play with the Toadies. And they were just a local band that that I liked, you know. They didn't really have much of a following yet or anything. So I got this audition, and I got the gig. <laughs> <laughs> I was stoked. So then, you know, uh, we were just playing around Dallas and Fort Worth, and then before long, through a roundabout series of events, we got signed to Interscope within like a couple of years of me joining the band. And so, yeah, it was, yeah, that a was great. What, yeah. 90, not right, right around 93, 94, Interscope, somewhere in there? Um, I joined the band in 91. We signed with Interscope in 93 and recorded. Rubberneck, Rubberneck and it 94. Came out in I remember yeah. it very well. This was uh, this was my um, this year I graduated high school, and I remember hearing this hearing this album. And of course, you know we get songs like Possum Kingdom, which everybody knows and loves. But for me, it was always I Come from the Water. That was that was always the song that like I don't know. It still calls me. I love that song. How so? How did things change after that album? I mean, you guys get you guys get signed to Interscope. You release Rubberneck. You you kind of have a kind of a huge song off there. A couple of them. How did things change for you guys after that? Well, it didn't change immediately because, like, we had never been on a national tour or anything. Like, all of us had day jobs and stuff until uh, we went to go record the album. When Rubberneck came out um, in August of '94. 
in September, we started um, touring. And so it wasn't until like a year later that, that Possum Kingdom really hit. Right. So we were just like in a van opening up for for other bands. And um, we did a made a video for Possum Kingdom. And it had been out for a while, but never got much play like the other videos we had shot before that. Then we were on tour and we were opening for Bush and it was their first tour after their first album. And we were both on Interscope. So they were like, you know, a hot kind of a buzz band at the sure. time. Um, but they hadn't played a whole lot. And we already had like, like a year's worth of touring experience behind us. So uh, a lot of times after we'd finished playing, we'd be out behind the club, you know, loading our gear into the van and there'd be people leaving the venue saying, man, you guys are so much better than them. <laughs> like, oh, well, that's, that's always cool to hear. Cool. I guess it is cool. And to then, hear. Um, <laughs> I think the exposure and just the fact that, you know, constant touring for a year plus made us really tight. And so I think the live show led to a lot of word of mouth because this is still kind of, pre-internet sure or uh real early the internet days. was in yeah. infancy yeah yeah and so um eventually um they started showing possum kingdom on mtv and uh it was a buzz clip for a while and uh all that kind of stuff so um it seemed pretty gradual up till that point and after that like things took off pretty quick like within a few months the album had gone gold and we kept getting like bigger, like arena tours yeah. opening for uh, white zombie and the red hot chili peppers and stuff. So yeah, it was like kind of about a year of slow growth and then, you know, another year of explosive growth. <laughs> it was wild. You said, you know, you made that comment. It was like pre internet stuff. I I'm, I'm about 90% sure that uh, the first time I heard you guys was, I don't know if you guys remember, they used to do like um, radio stations a lot would do it, but they'd give away like compilation CDs of like bands that were like, you know, bands you need oh, to yeah. hear bands. And I'm pretty sure that was the first time I had a compilation CD and uh, I come from the water. It wasn't even Possum Kingdom. I think it was I come from the water. It was probably why I love it so much. And that that's what turned me uh, on to you guys. And it was probably fairly early on. And then, like you said, the the the, the video hit MTV, and I, I remember seeing the video and be like, "What is this?" So yeah, <laughs> what uh, radio station was that? Do you remember? Um, the, uh, you got the CD. Trying to remember, so it would have been it would have been around here. Might have been WEBN or it would have been something around here. So it or uh, oh crap, what was the one that was around? The, we used to have a rock station back then in the '90s that I don't think is here anymore. Four at one hundred four point seven, something like that, uh, and they used to just do like giveaways that you'd go to like concerts or whatever, and they'd be out there in a van, you know, just handing stuff out. And I got a compilation disc, yeah. and I, I'm trying to remember. I remember there were a couple of really cool songs off of it that I really loved, and I would listen to those like three songs. And the rest of it, I never really got into. But it was probably EBN, WEBN's like the big one around it. They've been here yeah. forever. We were hitting a lot of radio stations back yeah. then, you know. That was kind of what you did it's kind of what but you had to man, do man the 90s <laughs> the 90s was kind of the uh 
that was when the compilation CD was sort of king, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, that was how I learned about a lot of bands I got into. <laughs> yeah, soundtracks especially. Soundtracks, yeah. soundtracks were big too. Yeah. Good, yeah. good gig to get on a soundtrack in the '90s, man, because that's how oh, you yeah. got heard. So it's like you end up on the Twister soundtrack, and suddenly everybody knows you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you're not wrong <laughs> so i was uh i was kind of doing a little internet sleuthing jay i'm not entirely sure we even discussed this but uh you're a comic creator sir yes sir is that am i mistaken okay i was like i was like wait a minute yeah so uh yeah let, tell us a little bit about buzzkill i'm, I'm kind of curious about this it was about 10 years or so ago and uh we were on tour and our tour manager at the time, um, a guy named Wes, we were going to play in New York City that day. And he said, hey, uh, this high school buddy of mine, um, he's an intern at Marvel Comics. He's coming to the show, but I'm going to be kind of busy working. So I was wondering, you know, if you could, you know, as much as possible, entertain him while I'm working, you know, because he knew I like comics and stuff. So I was like, yeah, sure. And um, so we um, kind of, after the gig, we're all in the dressing room and, you know, everybody's partying and drinking and whatnot. And uh, me and this guy are like standing in the corner just talking about Marvel Comics and what it's like <laughs> for him to work there. That's awesome. <laughs> the latest titles and all this nerd stuff. So anyway, then uh, I got to be friendly with this guy and he... He was from Texas. He was just interning at Marvel at the time. So then he moves back to Texas, and I uh, run into him at a gig in Austin. And he says, hey, if you ever want to team up, you know, and, and do a comic together, you know, that's I want to become a comic book writer. I was like, oh, well, that's cool. So I said, I'll let you know. <laughs> so I gave that some thought over a period of, quite a few months and then I thought up an idea that I thought had potential so I typed it up as sort of a you know here's a here's a few paragraphs about my idea and sent it to him he was like you know that that does have legs and um he had not been published yet and obviously I never had either so we would get together and plot out this comic and um, we looked at samples of different artists artists and we picked picked a guy um, there's a guy that he knew had gone to school with and then we started shopping it around to different comic companies and one of them was Dark Horse Comics who's based just outside of uh, Portland Oregon and so we just happened to be playing in Portland coming up soon on the tour and um, I had been talking to a guy that worked at Dark Horse and um, we had a day off and we shot a music video that we had scheduled with a friend of ours that lived in Portland and we needed some extras in the video and so this guy Bob Driver was his name he was uh, in our music video and after that, <laughs> after that, we got basically signed to Dark Horse to put this comic out. <laughs> um, so it could sort of be looked 
looked at as bribery, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, they they published this uh, four issue series. You know, it's it got a lot of great reviews and stuff. And um, my co writer, Donnie Cates, is now like you know the top the top writer at Marvel Comics, and like that's cool. You know. Anybody that um, follows comics would probably know his name. So he's among comic nerds. He's like a, he's a superstar. <laughs> and <Yeah>. the first <laughs> thing he did was just working on this little indie title with me. <laughs> that's that's really cool. You never know, too. These days, yeah. I mean, it could end up on the big yeah. screen. I mean, yeah, com- yeah, it got optioned once, and then we have ongoing talks. So. It may happen. That would know. be that would be pretty cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, <laughs> man. Then you'd conquer like multiple industries. <laughs> you'd, oh yeah. You'd be, like, <laughs> you'd be like music. Have the toadies have the toadies do the soundtrack. There you go. Oh, that would be that'd yeah. be sweet. <laughs> He's like, you, he'd be like, he'd be like, music did it. Comics did it. Movies, I'm doing it. It's all good. <laughs> That's actually really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Another cool thing is um, now that they've compiled the four issues like into a a paperback graphic novel i can sell them at the merch booth for oh that is cool dollars, so. uh, yeah. <laughs> get it autographed and that's pretty sweet so th- does that mean yep. does that mean yep. when you so when you come out to sensi you'll be selling that there and 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 will you be autographing can i get it autographed <laughs> absolutely oh that is sweet yeah <laughs> Might have might have to make a special trip. Do you know uh, where you guys are going to be in Cincinnati? Do you know where you're playing? Like what venue? You, you Madison at... Theater. Okay, I know where the Madison is. Yeah, that's cool. And that then is... uh, in Kansas City, we're at Knuckleheads. Oh yeah, you're playing Knuckleheads, man. That's a that's a fun <laughs> venue. That is a cool place. That's been there a bunch cool. of times. And by October, it'll be nice enough to play outside. Hopefully. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, God, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> summertime in Kansas City is not pleasant. So neither is no. summertime Ooh. in in Cincinnati. Trust me, it's, it's pretty humid yeah. here. So uh, it's uh, it's well, pretty miserable. Texas is beautiful oh. in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, touche. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm like, ooh, this Midwest heat. Ooh, you know, it's funny. Uh, and you, you're like, come on, man. You talk about that. I recently went and uh, we saw Everclear. Uh, outside recent like a couple weeks ago and it really wasn't too bad luckily it was kind of an overcast day and we thought it was going to rain and it didn't so it kind of worked out in our favor but uh we act then we ended up having art um uh, on the show recently we talked to art and uh he had mentioned and i kind of want to get your thoughts on it too he, we talked a little bit about music in the 90s and versus music today and how some of the cultures changed and and i feel like the 90s was kind of a pivotal time for music you know we have those kind of spots throughout history where things drastically changed and the early 90s were definitely amongst that but he was saying how he feels like these days that we still have we still have like punk and we still have rock and alternative but they're not they don't have as much of a message in their songs they're not really saying anything uh do you do you feel like the culture of music has changed like do you feel do you notice the difference today between you know 20 30 years ago yeah, it's definitely changed. I mean, the whole the whole nature of the music business has changed. Um, you know, I think the '90s, especially the early '90s, which is kind of just pre-internet, is sort of the last time you know where 
where bands like us and Everclear and all that stuff, it it was part of a just like a word of mouth, more of a uh, an organic sort of movement, you know, like with it started, you know, like with with grunge in the Northwest. But, sure. But even before that, you know, like like um, hardcore bands touring around in bands like Black Flag and Husker Du and all that stuff. And then, you know, once once the Internet came around, and especially now, it's like, you know, people can, you know, have a million followers on whichever social media never having played a concert yeah. and stuff, you know. And then and there's all these uh, TV shows and stuff where, you know, they can they can win a huge contract and not really have experience. So. I don't think the industry is really built for longevity. I think it's, you know, they're taking advantage of people like, well, just about everybody gets it taken advantage of. Like if I knew now what I knew when we signed back in 1993, you know, <laughs> we'd probably be better off than we are. But I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. You know, when you're young, you want to make it and all that stuff. But I think, you know, music now you sort of, you sort of have to search it out yourself. There's not like a radio station yeah. that plays al- alternative music. So they really, you know yeah, that, totally, one hundred percent. I yeah. miss it because this is, you're yeah. right. We used to have it's radio like, stations that were dedicated to certain, like you would, or, or at least blocks on stations that would, yeah. you know, and you would get to hear new stuff, and you would get to hear stuff maybe you, you didn't hear all, and that that's how you learned. Also, the name of the show, the mixtape. I mean. I miss those days of somebody like a buddy of mine. Like you said, it was all word of mouth. Somebody coming up and handing you a, yeah. a, a tape, and then later a CD that they burned. Going, hey, you got to check this out, man. You got to hear this. And we don't really get that anymore. It's like instant gratification. Yeah. It's like, here you go. Here's the next single from so and so. And do they even have a good album? I don't know. Yeah, because you half the time song. they're just releasing a single, and that's yeah. it. It's not even part of an album, and like. They're not. They're not trying to make the whole thing sound good as a right. cohesive unit. It's just like, hey, check out this one thing that I'm going to put out now. It's going to become a sound on TikTok. You're going to get sick of it in about five minutes, Lizzo. And yeah, yeah my wife's going to hear that. You don't even need so a. Much. You don't even need a whole song. You just need like. 30 yeah, yeah, that's true. A good ten it's seconds. Very yeah, true. Ten seconds. We should uh. We should design a dance to Possum Kingdom and put it on TikTok. Oh my god, that'd be great! Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> I'll tell you, we were watching please, something. <laughs> please let me see that. <laughs> I can't dance, so you know what's it. Um, It'll just be the milk, milk lemonade video all over again. I actually sit down because we miss the good old days of MTV too, and I I'll, I'll occasionally sit down with like uh, friends or even my kids, and we'll we'll pull up music videos like just a long block of videos on YouTube and just hit play and. Uh, I remember Possum Kingdom came on and this we were doing like nineties alternative stuff and it was just playing and we started talking. We got in this big discussion about the song and I'm like, Yeah, man, do you remember the day when you found out what that song was about? It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like that was messed, that was messed up. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss those days, man. I, I, I agree. I don't think people I don't feel like people share music anymore. Not the way they did. Yeah. They don't share it. It's out there, but are people sharing it? So yeah. Right. And like, um, back in the day, the only way you had to really get music to, 
to listen to at home or in your car was to go to a record store. And if it was a good one, then, you know, there might be a guy behind the counter that could steer you. Oh, if you like that, then you might like this other thing. I think the world needs more people like that. I agree wholeheartedly. I miss those days, too. And, you know, now we just have you ever heard my self-indulgence? Yeah, thanks, Matt. I have because of you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's like um, there's there's good music being made. Sure. Um, It's just like you got to kind of take it on yourself to to search it out, like however, online or I guess that's the best way. But, you know, and I think um, there are bands that like have a message in their music. Most of them might be from the UK, yeah. um, <laughs> like the Idols. Anyway, there's there's good music. It just it seems like it's harder to to find. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't land in your lap like it did. Just you know, get in the car and yeah. turn on the radio. Hey, what the hell is this? I miss those days. I'm not gonna lie, I miss the record yeah. store days. I miss the going yeah. into the record store days and just. Talking, talking, talking shop with the guys working there and hearing what they have to recommend. There's a luckily for guys like me, like vinyl collecting has kind of come back around, and um, I do go to a lot of small record shops. And what I find, and there are people in there that still appreciate good music, so I can occasionally find someone. And I, I've actually uh, went in a record store nearby recently, and they were playing music of a of a band. Um, and I heard it and I liked it and I was like, I'm actually, I would actually like to buy that CD and they had it for sale. So it was kind of cool. They were, the band's called Super Chunk. They were really, oh good. yeah. Yeah. So you know them? Classic. Yeah. I heard them, I yeah, heard them yeah. through the record store and that's the, that's how I heard them. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. And that's, so that was one of those things where I, it still happens, just not to the same degree. So unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. That's one of the things, um, that, that's fun about, uh, touring is, being in a different city every day and uh i'll usually search out like a record store a comic book store yeah like a used bookstore and it's fun you know just every city to see you know what what they have there and that's you know because here in town i have the same record stores around that i can go to but just being able to visit different ones around the country is fun and cool. I would probably really enjoy that, too. I do that a little bit now, but I don't get to travel as much probably as you do, so that's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got you got two hours at night that are spoken for, but then you got the other 22 hours of the day you got to fill with <laughs> entertaining yourself, so... <laughs> I have a question I have to ask, but then we have a question that Matt always has to ask, but uh, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, But I got to ask you, so Interscope, they they actually made you guys, you end up kind of losing out on an album in the nineties, if I'm not mistaken. But if I, from what I read, a lot of that ended up on hell below stars above. Is that, is that correct? Like it was most of that stuff made it out, right? Sort of. Yeah. Um, Essentially. Yeah. After, after Rubberneck came out, then eventually after two years of nose to the grindstone, it went platinum. And then, um, we got off the road to write another album. We were coming up with songs and making demos. And then 
we would send them to the label and they'd be, okay, uh, we don't hear a hit yet, so keep at it. So blah, 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 this kept going on. We recorded a whole album called Feeler, um, 15 songs, and we turned it in to the label. And it wasn't mixed yet. These were just the rough mixes. And um, our manager at the time, who was an asshole, he went into the label with uh, this disc, this disc of our of our new album, Rough Mixes, and handed it to him. Said, "Here's the Toadies' new album. It's not that good." It's like, what the fuck, dude? You're supposed to be working. Yeah, no for shit. Us. Um, <laughs> Um, it wasn't sequenced, it wasn't mixed, or anything like that, but they essentially rejected it after, you know, we spent two or three months in the studio working on this shit. So then we kind of started over, and we kept a few songs and came up with new songs and stuff like that, till eventually we recorded Hell Below, Stars Above. And by this time, by the time it was released, seven years had gone by wow. since the release Jeez. of Rubberneck. Like, you know, the Beatles' entire career happened in the space of seven years. True. And they essentially didn't lift a finger or anything to promote it. You know, we were on tour, and it just felt like we were starting over as if we were a brand-new freshman band. Wow. You know, and... Hey man, we sold a million records. I think if you let people know that we're back and that we're on tour, well, we were not the priority anymore. So, <laughs> and then our bass player Jeez. quit, and so we essentially called it quits after that for a few years. You know, the music business is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. It's usually but once the bass we, once too, we. So. <laughs> Once we got off Interscope and we reunited in 2008, just a local label with people that we know are putting our music out now and we're actually doing better artistically and financially and just, you know, spiritually than we ever were on a major label. So, I mean, we definitely have to thank, you know, the fact that Rubberneck and Possum Kingdom were, were big hits for our longevity but still we've been able to take that and and run with it and keep putting out albums to this day (laughs) making lemon lemonade out of lemon there you go that's that's cool though (laughs) i'm glad that i mean like you said they they kind of helped launch you but it's it's nice that you guys find a kind of found your groove after everything you hear these kind of stories all the time. So it's, it's nice to the ones that manage to hang on or, or find a new track or a new path and start creating more music. Cause there are those out of us out there that, you know, we love it and we want more of it. So <laughs> it's, it's cool to hear that. So, yeah. Matt, yeah, you yeah. have to ask him Matt cause we have to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we've, we've asked this question of pretty much everybody who's been on the show and the answer can be no. So don't, don't feel pressured on that but have you had any experience with weird al yankovic Ooh. i know it's a bizarre um, question sort of yes uh we were playing i don't know if you remember uh in the 90s all the uh every city's like alternative station would have some sort of like christmas 
type show where they would have, yeah. you know, a, a number of bands and every band would only play like 30 minutes or something, but they sure. would have yeah. a bunch of them. And so, uh, in like December of 1995, we did that circuit where we were flying all over the country playing these Christmas shows like the, the K Rock. K-Rock, yeah, they do like the acoustic Christmas and stuff like that there, yeah. Yeah, and like almost every city had their own version of that. So um, it was exhausting because you're flying everywhere. It's a lot easier to go by bus. But anyway, um, one of them was in L.A. at that K-Rock thing, and it was at this place called the Universal Amphitheater. And um, outside... It's sort of a backstage pavilion area where like all the, like there's a bunch of celebrities and all the, the other bands and stuff, sort of a common area. So after we were done, um, we were hanging out there and there's all kinds of famous people because it's LA. And I turned around and there's Weird Al and um, Tracy Lords, the porn star. What? standing there talking to each other what? like not three feet away from me and i think i said hey weird al you're talking to tracy lords and he goes i sure am <laughs> and that was Man, i just it. looked up this concert actually yeah that looks pretty that that would have been a great show to be at actually <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I got Alanis Morissette, Bush, Foo Fighters, Garbage, Joan Osborne, Lenny Kravitz, No Doubt, Porno for Pyros, Radiohead, no. Sonic Youth, the President of the United States of America. Got uh, Chris Ballou yep. was on um, a while back. Toadies and the great Wesley Willis nice. of all people. Yep. Wesley Willis and was we, at this show. We knew wow. Wesley through a friend of ours. Uh, that particular show, he was hanging out with us for a little bit in our dressing room. He wrote a song about us. We're one of oh yeah. One of those bands that has a Wesley Willis song. All right. Called The Toadies. <laughs> it sounds just like every <laughs> other one of his songs. This Fantastic. one's about us. Um, I'm gonna have to look that up and, later. And <laughs> uh, um, I I met Thurston Moore at that show and walking through the hallway it was me and our bass player, Lisa, were walking down the hall from our dressing room and walking toward us in the opposite direction was Dave Grohl. Nice. And uh, we both saw him. We're like nudging each other. And he walked by, you know, gave us a head nod. And we walked past. And then he stopped after he has passed us and turned around and says, Hey, I like your band. We're like, ah, we freaked out. And later on, uh, they invited us to their dressing room. So we met Dave and uh, cool. Pat Smear. And so that was pretty, Man. pretty cool. That is cool. I think at that time, uh, their first album was the only one they had out. So we were almost like a bigger name at that, at that point, yeah. brief moment in history yeah. than they were. <laughs> he said in that brief <laughs> moment in history. Yeah. He's still, he <laughs> Nirvana, was Nirvana, right? right sure. But. I mean, Foo Fighters were... Pat were, Smear you know. was in the Germs and Nirvana. Yeah, so. but I mean, you know, you guys weren't, <laughs> you you know, you're still you're still a big name. Like, I love, <laughs> I, I still, like, I was pretty excited when I reached out and, and uh, I was told, like, we're going to talk to Rez from Toadies, man. <laughs> it was like, it's pretty cool. So, 
it's funny because you mentioned, you know, I was telling him like there was this era of my life where there were there was a very specific sound that I was just sort of obsessed with, and and uh, it was it was like Radiohead and and Porno for Pyros and Toadies. It was just this is the kind of stuff I was listening to all the time. So it was it's really cool to have a chance to talk to you. Plus, you're very cool. Like you have <laughs> just from the very beginning telling us, you know. Yeah, man, I, I dug cartoons. That's why I started drug, drumming. I'm like, yeah. that's really cool. Like, we don't get to hear stuff like that often. And Which kind of makes sense. You got into comics and later a comic on too, book though, writer. So that's kind of cool. Very cool. Like, so we geek out a little yeah. bit. So it's, uh, yeah. you know, honestly, it was. It's been really cool talking to you. Um, yeah, I know you guys are touring. Yeah. Do you want to? You want to talk very briefly about maybe some upcoming shows or, or, or places people can find you guys to learn more. Or, uh, find out where they can go see you guys? Uh, yeah, we have um, the tour itself starts around the middle of September and then it goes through pretty much the middle of November. So we're going to be hitting pretty much all four corners of the country nice. and the middle part. <laughs> and before the tour starts, we got a few shows around Texas like in the in the Dallas Fort Worth area at the colony, we're playing an outdoor thing in Austin called Bat Fest. I don't know how much you guys know about the bats in Austin, but there's a I actually know a, a lot about it. That, yeah, I've, 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 that's one of my places I want to go check out someday. Is that bridge? Yeah, and they have this this concert festival type thing, like right on that bridge, and then at a certain time of day, all the all the bats fly out from under the bridge. Matt. So that'll be cool. That's, Sounds like where you need to be. Coming Matt. up, it does. I'm, I'm a huge That's fan of bats. End of this so. month, and we have special uh, shirts made up for that that event. Yeah, I'm they kind of look out. like a Batman shirt. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> that is really cool. But yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be pretty much near everyone in the United States at some point between now and the middle of November. That's Never sweet. more than a few hours away. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm already, I'm already bracing myself for October. So, <laughs> oh, and it, and it's us and uh, Reverend Horton Heat. Oh, us. that's cool. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> see, you guys just made it like it was good before. Now it's like people are. You guys got to get out. If you're in the area around here, man, yeah. just let me know. We'll go. We'll go check it out. It's coming up in October, I think, here in Cincy. So anybody in the area, just let me know. We'll go hang out there. I'm looking forward. And if to you're it. in Kansas City. Check them out at uh, Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. Yep. Yep. Well, man, we yep. really, we really appreciate having you on, and like so much, thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time. We look forward to to hearing hearing you guys here soon. I I'm I plan on getting out to see you guys, and if I do, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up and introduce myself, and might just have to buy that comic book because uh, now I want it. Yeah, please do. <laughs> now please I want do. it. So yeah. Uh, but again, we we really appreciate it. We really really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's been fun. You're fun to talk to. <laughs> Drop us a line. Our awesome email is your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. You can always leave us a voicemail too. 513 HERAD77. That's 513-437-2377. Hey, you should be checking out the website. Because it's awesome. www.themixtapepod.com Bios, 
upcoming interviews, links to shows and past guests, recipes. No, no, seriously. There's there's like a recipe for pastry crack, which is just awesome stuff. You, you need to go check it out. Plus, you'll find ways to follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and our fan page on Facebook. Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast. Seriously, the website is awesome. And if you go there, you'll be awesome too. www.themixtapepod.com And we're back. Thank you. For, for the record, I, I've like ripped that off of a different show. Well, so. no, I kind of figured that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you're quoting something. Yeah, it's uh, Profiles of Eccentricity, a show about weirdos. Nice. Is that a, that show. Yeah, a show. show about weird? How, how are we not on it? <laughs> uh, we haven't. We are weirdos. been like great weirdos of history. Like ah. they did an epi- like multiple episodes on like how give us things. time. <laughs> yeah, we will okay. be remembered as great weirdos of history. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. That is the goal. My goal is to be on the Mount Rushmore of weirdos of history. <laughs> <clears throat> I want to do a Mount Rushmore episode, guys, where we take like, you know, we've been doing our mixtapes and our or stuff like that. I think we should take genres and put who we would put on our Mount Rushmore of like. Guitar players oh, yeah. or drummers or whatever. I think that'd be a Ooh, lot of fun to do. That can be fun. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a neat yeah. episode. Dancers. Because um, I always wanted to be a dancer. That, I did, I'm sorry. It was, I didn't really. I didn't mean, why is it every once in a while I say something, you guys just, it's like, fuck, he just said something, you guys just stop. <laughs> like, like, what did you just say? <laughs> we're done with him. <laughs> we're clicking off now. <clears throat> well, I got to go, guys. I mean, this is getting real weird. Yo, this that I've always wanted to be a dancer. That's what was too much for you. That <laughs> that's like, ooh, I mean, that we was were talking just, about butthole hair. You know, I can I can handle that, but this this is <laughs> out of my league. I gotta go. That was the the straw that broke Kevin's that back. Was the straw that broke my back and my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand you God. sometimes. <laughs> oh man! So there was our interview, man. It was a really good one. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I like being able to reach out and talk to people that are a little bit different than what we normally get to talk to. Although we talk to interesting people all the damn time, to be completely honest about it. We've gotten to talk to Like, <clears throat> we reach out to the interesting people. I think it's just kind of yeah, what we do. Because who, you know, who wants to talk to the real famous people? Me. I'd love to. Weird Al, where are you? Also, a great Weird Al story on there, too. So Yeah. Um, who uh, another one? Yeah, it's not a long one, but it's great and it's hilarious, so it works. <laughs> you know, in case you guys don't know, like uh, I usually put little stingers at the end, and uh, every once in a while they're worth. Sometimes they're not worth sticking around for, <laughs> but sometimes they really are, and you won't know till you do. And I'm gonna just heads up: this one is pretty good. The Toadies, man, they're a great band, and and they were a lot of fun, and I was a big fan back in the 90s, so it's been really cool these last few weeks getting to talk to people like, you know, Chris Ballou and Art Alexakis, and just like, it's been weird and fun and awesome. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it as much as we are enjoying it, so stick around. There'll be more. Unless everybody just stops listening to us. Seriously, though, you guys have been great lately. Uh, The numbers have been climbing, which has been awesome to see. We appreciate it. Uh, if you can leave a review, 
Uh, if you can share it with someone, we always appreciate that. Tell your friend, and then they'll tell a friend, and then they'll tell a friend. And it's great when you guys do it. We really appreciate it. Let us know your thoughts, your opinions, your hopes, your dreams, all of that good shit. And you can do that by contacting us through any of the social media stuff we talked about previously. And, of course, emailing us at yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com. We're trying to build the Twitter up, or not Twitter, Instagram up. Twitter's been doing great. Um, I am not the Instagram guy. That is Matt. Matt, I know, I have an Instagram account. I know nothing (laughs) about Instagram. I'm real bad at it. Maybe that's I try, but I'm bad at it. Um, he's hey, better than the two of us. He's yeah, we're not good at it. I, I honestly, and I, I don't. I'm not that guy to like bash on it on social media. I actually like social media, and I get on a lot of stuff, but I don't get it. Like Instagram, I know people love it, but I'm like, I don't get it. But I'm still on it. I to me, I'm just like I just post a picture sometimes. But uh, they say a picture is yeah. worth a thousand words, Matt. So. But let's, if you guys are out there. say at least two. <laughs> two words? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. I, uh, <laughs> <Sometimes>. I mean, <laughs> you, you post some cool shit up there sometimes, actually. I'm, yeah. I mean, I follow it. You've posted some really good shit up there. So uh, people should go over there and follow it. And, and you can help Matt. You can help him tell him what to post. Yeah. There you go. Uh, stick around. We got more stuff coming down the road. Uh, again, our next episode will be 80s, um, rap. So, and we're putting together mixtapes for that. And I think all the guys will be on for that one. So if you have songs that you feel should be on an 80s rap mixtape, write us your mixtape podcast at gmail.com or just go over to Twitter. You can fire it off at me there. Even on Facebook, we'll put it up on our fan page and we'll ask for people's opinions there. And we will create the, uh, listener playlist for that as we are so keen to do uh matt am i forgetting anything kev am i forgetting anything Good. um depending on when this is coming out uh i will be at the today. toy expo that we mentioned it's literally before. coming out today <laughs> well, all right uh i'm gonna be at the uh, toy expo in independence missouri oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be early yeah i'm gonna be checking that out so uh, come and get your stuff autographed and devalued as soon as I touch it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll take your A-graded comic books and decrease them down to F or just burn in a fire. He'll sign the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll wash my hands first, but I don't He'll guarantee anything He'll be fully sanitized. Else. And he's vaxxed and waxed. And when yeah. is, do you remember the dates on that, Matt? Uh, yes. Pause for research. He's pausing for research. So no, was <laughs> the appropriate answer. The answer is no, not offhand. No, enough. I do not. Not off the dome. <laughs> Looking it up. August twenty first, Sunday, August twenty first. So next, next, next Sunday. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Is it August only 21st? on Sunday? KC Retro Swap and Collectible Show. I believe it is only on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're out in the KC area or even close by, you might want to head out and check that out, especially if you're into uh, retro gaming and toys. That would probably be pretty cool. And you'll get to meet, meet the one and only oh, yeah. Twisted Kid Matt Brown. Yeah. yeah, it's at the Stony Creek Hotel in Independence, Missouri. I want to give him a new nickname. I think from now on I want him to be Brown Under. Nope. Brown Under. Nope. <laughs> nope. 
We're just gonna cut that Here out. Here comes Twisted Kid Brown Under. <laughs> you can't, you can't tell me you, what to cut out. You can't. Don't nope. put that in. It's that is, I do not want people to start calling me that shit. It's totally. Hey, what's up, Brown Under? <laughs> nope, going to work. The thunder. High five. The thunder from Brown Under. There we go. Oh, there we go. I I do not protest too much. I protest the exact amount. <laughs> I protest the exact right amount. Don't call me nope. Brown Hunter. <laughs> That's not happening. I'm protesting fifty percent now. Uh, I will not. I will not. Eighty percent. I will not call you Brown Hunter. It's not happening. Why? Yeah, it was. It was why, humorous. Why do you not like the name Brown Hunter? <laughs> Is it too crappy for you? Fine. See, the last episode where I was talking about Fine. Like, terrible nicknames. We'll flush like, the idea. For life. Yeah. <laughs> what? I said, remember the last episode where I was talking about nicknames that traumatized the hell out of me? Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I will not call you Brown Under. Let's go ahead and close this thing out. If you can make it out there, go out and meet Matt in person and, you know, not just say hi. You know, it's not like... Uh, to say hey, what's up, and, and let them know that you can photo can't... with me or something. Yeah, we'll yeah, that would actually Instagram. be. Yeah, we'll post it online. It will encourage me to actually do Instagram. Stuff with Instagram. <laughs> and really, it's, it's <laughs> I'll a... look and I'll have like 150 notifications. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm just deleting all those. I don't know what these are. And it would let it would make us happy because we would know yeah. that you guys went and like patronized somebody that we told you to because we like them and not, you know, I think that's really cool. Like if we can give yeah. love to people uh, that make us that, feel very special. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. more for them. Like I, I would love to know that people are going to see and do things because we suggested to them because it's people that we like. Does that make sense? Like I would love to know that yeah. if we talk about humble monk here on the show, somebody in Cincinnati goes and checks out humble monk because I love the guys at humble monk. So yeah, do that. Be really cool. Uh, that's it. I, if I keep talking, I'm just going to say more difficult and complicated things like that. Oh, by the way, I got you motherfuckers moving forward. Go ahead. Tell me to, tell me to say like, Hey Jason, what are those fancy lights in the sky? You know, the ones, cause you guys like to make fun of me cause I can't say certain words. Yeah. <laughs> moving forward. When you say that, I'm going to be like Northern lights, motherfuckers. It's the Northern lights. I don't know why I didn't just say that before. <laughs> what are you talking about? The fact yeah, that I you guys are always trying to get me to say Aurora Borealis. Yeah, that. Like and, that? Yeah. and the store in Hamilton. Rural King. Yeah, that one. The guys think it's funny because gotcha. I can't say those words. Rural, rural King. Rural. That one's way harder than Aurora Borealis. I can get that one. Rural. Rural King. Rural King. Hey, you know what, guys? What's that? Thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, we speak to you on this Rural King show. <laughs> Remember to always stay, stay awesome.
come from the water. I come from the water. I come from the water, yeah. Like in the desert, just to be together. Sand forever, sand forever. I wish I would have asked this question during the show. Do you have any David Byrne uh, encounters from Talking Heads? Never met him. One time um, we were playing House of Blues in New Orleans. We were doing sound check or something. It was early in the afternoon and somebody said, hey, David Byrne's in the, in the restaurant. You know, there's the venue part and then the restaurant <laughs> sure. part. I think we dashed out to the restaurant, but he was already gone. Yeah, we've had some weird uh, a near near miss. That I was like that. David that sounds Byrne. like David Byrne no, disappearing so into portals. He just disappears. Apparently, yeah. that happens. Appears and disappears. We've heard that too. So, <laughs> yeah. he's like magic or something. Yeah. I don't know. He's David Byrne. What are you gonna do? Yeah. 